As always, by the one, the only, Michael Daniels. How's it going, Mike? Happy Halloween, Dennis. Yeah, it's coming up. Coming up. Coming we got up. like a week. Five five days. This Saturday. What? No, that's not right. Oh, yeah. 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 It might, totally is. I, so, I can't yeah. do math on the air, apparently. We, uh, unfortunately, here in Monroe County in Indiana, we uh, they have canceled Halloween for trick-or-treaters. Man, I can't imagine... What would be more appealing in the time of COVID than visiting every one of your neighbors and eating <laughs> something that they've touched? I mean, it's it's wrapped right, like since the yeah, 70s but they're also going up to their doorbell and and talking nonsense about razor blades and apples. But still, yeah, like stuff everybody's touched, and you know who knows whatever about surface contact. But it's not a thing like. You know, if you if your kids really want candy, just go buy them some candy. Just go buy some. Yeah, we're 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 debating on what's going to happen. We we think that uh, um, my girlfriend Shelly will go up to with Lola up to Chicago to visit her family, which like mm-hmm. socially distanced family kind of thing. Her, her, right, right. her parents are older, so they can't actually see them. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the, but evidently up there, in it's in it's not in Chicago. It's a Chicago area. They mm-hmm. do have trick or treating, so maybe she'll go up there. If not, we'll just mm-hmm. have like a have the girls dress up here and, and, and we'll, we'll have them trick or treat with the two of us and we'll have a bunch of, yeah. Like you said. yeah. It, it's okay. Right. It's right. It's, it does suck for the ho- dressing up and it's always a thing, but Hey, I, can I do something weird since we're on this topic? I, okay. You want to start with our, our um, movie before just, you, before oh. you do that. Um, okay. Speaking of Halloween and costumes, um, I now suddenly have a perfect costume idea that I'm not going to be able to use because hey. Uh. I'm not going anywhere for Halloween and B yep. it's a, it's a, a two person partner costume. Oh, what is it? So there's a, there's okay. a TV show that I, that I recently watched and, and had you watch. We can talk about a little bit called Ted Lasso. Oh, right. It's, I, was an, say, I would wear it's a soccer a, outfit. Like it's that. an Apple TV original, but I would love to go as coach beard for Halloween. Yeah, coach beard would be great. It's so good. So that, I'm always that, on, I'm always on the lookout because I have a full beard. I'm always on the lookout for costumes that don't require me to shave. <laughs> um, I've probably said on the show my most successful Halloween costume ever was Ron Swanson, which required me to shave all but my mustache and then put on a sweater and walk around scowling at people all night. <laughs> uh, won a costume won, won a costume contest with that, but uh, yeah. yeah, I'm like this guy with a hat and a beard and a you know funny sort of deadpan delivery is perfect. He's so good. Uh, that is one of those shows, and and I was messing with you when we were on, online. You you had you know mentioned watching that, and that, what was funny is I think I got I can't remember if it was a text or a message or something that was like, oh by the way, I'm telling this for our listeners so that they they know how this got set up mm-hmm. by Dennis. Is it? I got a message. <laughs> he's like, oh by the way, I'm watching this show called Ted Lasso, and I might have watched it all in this week. Just FYI. I'm yeah. Like, what? What? <laughs> now I have to sit down and watch a show and all of it. That's ridiculous. Here it was, like six hours later or something, and I and I'm I'm just binge watching and never stopping and wanting to watch the rest. So. I I am such well I don't know if such, I almost said such an advocate. I try not to binge watch things mm-hmm. um, because when yeah, I have something have that I'm actually excited to watch, that's not like 
oh, I should I should probably get back in and watch some more of that. I've got this far, like I want to see how it ends, right? Ever it's almost right. a chore, which is ridiculous. Right. Um right. when there's something I actually am excited to watch, like I kinda wanna save it. But yeah. when it's yeah. a comedy with short episodes, like I did this with um with Letterkenny, um I'll sit down and watch one and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna watch another one. All right, I'll watch. <laughs> yeah, right. I'll watch one more. Like I didn't watch all of them in one sitting, but I watched. Uh, I think I managed to watch like one at lunchtime once, and then the rest like at night before I went to bed. I just watched three of them in a row, um, right. and there are only ten. So, yeah, you do the you do the yeah, math they, on that. They one, were but... they're thirty minutes. Of, they're those bite sized chunks that are just so simple, and because you have you have what a ten episode season with thirty mm-hmm. minute shows. That means that every episode you have, I don't want to say progression because that makes it sound like it's a, you know, one of those shows that has a long storyline. It's not like that. Mm-mm. But you, you have you have things move along, right? Yeah. It's not an, it's not an episodic uh, or see, which word do I use for that? Yeah. It's not an episodic format where like, you know, at the end, everything's the same, like the old, you know, sitcoms in the 90s. Yeah. Uh, like stuff happens stuff's always happening and it's funny like i laughed out loud at some point almost every episode yeah for sure yeah th- this is so ted lasso here I, we kind of got a little yeah yeah we, we buried the lead so it's it's about the the premise of it is this was set up on i guess an espn um gag type commercial yeah. where they had um is it jason zudekis is that his name yeah I don't, I don't know. Is, I don't know if we're pronouncing the last name right, but right. yeah, Jason he, uh, he is a coach, an American college football coach, right? That went over was hired to go uh, coach a English soccer team or what they call football over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so football and football, and he knows nothing at all about football. <laughs> so the the um, the commercial. Was there's they use a lot of the jokes in the commercial they actually use in the show too, right? But the right. the show the difference between the show is that the show is this the same thing. It's the same premise. That's exactly what the premise is. The, he goes the over same and he knows nothing base, about like, it. It's the same foundational right. joke. But but the but the the character you can tell between the commercial if you've seen the commercial and the show two they feel like two different people because the Ted Lasso kind in of, the yeah. show is one hundred percent Mister Positivity, always good. I mean, always the positive. most. The most wholesome, like, good guy, you know, in the face of any kind of, you know, anger, frustration, like, people, you know, just being truly horrible to him, he is just always sunny side. He's like, yeah, he's like Chris Traeger with less, like, hubris. He even says it that, like, uh, he had a problem, well, he says, in kind of a, not a real spoiler, but his, with his wife that... Sometimes his endless positivity causes problems. Mm-hmm. Like he has, that's self-described and what it is. He's endless yeah. positivity all the time. Um, so that that's the setup for this show. And, um, th- you know, there's a couple of things like, oh, you, why, why would he be in there? Why would they hire club hire him? Well, they quickly explain that. Right. Mm-hmm. And it, it makes sense. Right. Um, but the thing about the show is that not only is the writing good, the Jason Sudeikis is a fantastic person in here he is he is the only way i can describe him uh, an equal way to to our listeners who's not seen this show is that if you saw amy poehler before and then you're like ah, eh, she's okay and then you watch parks and rec 
and you fall head over heels in love with her. It's the same thing. I've seen yeah. Jason Zudeckis before. He's fine. He's okay. Right. And then you watch Ted Lasso and you're like, I just, I just can't get enough of him. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's great. He's great. And and then not just him, the cast is great. The, the small, but kind of sometimes it feels like epic moves that characters make. Mm-hmm. Um, like they tackle, I say tackle feels a hard word here, but they, there's no tackling th- in soccer. There's no tackling. They, they have, <laughs> they have some heavy things, right? There's definitely yeah. some heavy yeah. themes. Um, and the, I guess, can we go into spoilers? Can I oh, spoilers here? Uh, sure. Yeah. I'm going to hit the phone. Okay. So now that I've seen all 10, um, <laughs> the divorce thing was really hard. That was a really hard episode oh, to watch. Sure. Yeah. That's, I right? didn't even, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Uh, for you was, watching it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, it was one of those, um, He's so perfect. I mean, it's yeah. just even he's, people who he's hadn't gone so wholesome. It. You're like you can see her like the the character of Rebecca goes back and forth with like at first you think she's just this sort of Cruella Deville stereotype, and then yeah. you see her like for all of her like very confident, powerful appearance yeah. and yep. like like outward shell, she's so fragile right under the right. surface and right and he and ted ted is so sincere and so genuine and so positive he's so wholesome that he can just cut right through that often without even realizing it oh yeah and she, and she has like she tries it feels like kind of politely but but hard to not to not you know be affected by him right and in the best the best it's funny episode two I think it's one or two. The right off the bat, they start like breaking that down with the cookies. Yeah, right. Like or the biscuits that he brings or whatever. They're like they're like, what is he doing with the? And then it gets to the end of that episode when he's baking them, and I'm like, of course he's baking them. Of course he's baking them, right? And and when he finds out about the whole thing that they which they solve in the first season, right? Her her wanting you know her apologizing and coming up to with owning up to what she had done. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he comes and he's so angry, but he's still like, I hope those are the worst cookies ever. But gosh darn it, I finally cracked the recipe. They're perfect. <laughs> so good. Uh, so there's that divorce. And there's also the one that was a real heart wrenching one was his divorce. Right. Right. Like that episode when she comes and visits him and he is so good and a kind of like what you would say is a perfect husband type thing. Mm hmm. He he moves. He gives her every space. He does everything, and she also isn't some like evil cheating person. She fell out no. of love. Yeah, and and he, it's one of those. Okay, if you're a truly genuine guy, you would and you want to have all the tenets of you'll do anything for them, quote unquote. He does. He gives up his happiness and his stuff mm-hmm. for her, and it's just. I mean, and they they, you can see the tears in his eyes and her eyes when he lets her go. Right. And it's, it made me like, just like big lump in my throat. Like this, Mm -hmm. this is terrible. I I think I turned to to sit at the time. I was like, she'll never, ever find anyone. And he was good as him, (laughs) 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 which is true. Right. And then, you know, they also don't let that go off with too much of a joke. They, they go to the next episode, whatever, but they address it later on when he's trying to uh, sign the papers. Right. He goes through kind of uh, where he gets angry, but doesn't let it, even him, 
he's not a caricature. He still has feelings. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, I, I can't, I can't sell this one enough at how much that I, I love it. And, and you're right, Dennis, it, it sucked that I binged through it and I love, and I know I'm not going to watch another one for like another year and a half probably, but I can't, I can't decide whether I can. So we'll, we'll come out of spoilers here, but yeah. um, I can't decide whether I can show it to my parents. They've watched Parks and Rec. And after talking to our buddy Pete, who had recommended this to me, um, there's, a, there's a decent amount of football stuff right that's that's fun either football stuff or english stuff and i know you know a decent amount of of american football and english culture like british culture mm. and like language differences uh for all of those jokes to be funny to me um i think if you don't know either of those things like you'll miss out on that bit of comedy but um there's so much there's so much more to it just in the people and the character interactions like you don't really have to know British culture to get why uh, the interaction between uh, Rebecca and uh, the Higgins character, he was Spratt on, uh, yeah. on Downton Abbey, um, to get that or the relationship between the coach and Nate. Like all of that is still, you know, it, it translates. Oh, um, Nate. What about Nate? Oh my God. <laughs> right. Oh. Um, it It is TVMA, I think, just because. There's words. There's there's some language, and there are a couple of lines like every every episode that are a little bit, you know, edgy. But I don't think, you know, I mean, like my my parents love Parks and Rec, and it has its moments. So I think it's probably good. So I'll probably watch it again. I, oh, I, I think you should. If anything, before too the, long. the best part about it is that Ted is the fish out of water guy, and and yeah. you one hundred percent align with him because. If you don't understand the English things that are happening, he doesn't does either. He. Yeah. And, yeah. And he just keeps going right along with it. Right. They, mm -hmm. they call him a, they call him a wanker. That's not a thing. I mean, it's a big thing in there. The whole show, they call him a wanker. Right. And he doesn't understand that for a while. Right. Right. Um, so that, that's one of those kind of things. So can I, before we move off this subject, I was thinking about this, asking you this, I'm going to ask you a hard, tough hitting question with this, Dennis. Okay. Okay. What's your favorite character? And remember, there is the fo the footballer's girlfriend too, and don't forget about Roy. Well, when when we were in, I guess this doesn't even matter in in spoilers. When you were talking about Jason Sudeikis, I'm like, who even? Like, there are probably some of the other footballers, like the the guy they bring in from Mexico, and that and some guy of that, is great. Who are just like you know their caricatures, kind of doing yeah, a thing, yeah. but like everyone is so well cast like so you only well. see you only see his wife in one episode but she's good i haven't seen her since uh another ted show better off ted like <laughs> 10 15 years ago um right. but obviously jason sudeikis is great the guy playing coach beard is great and so, so is good. nate so is roy even um jamie tart jamie was is great. good jamie uh keely right. the girlfriend um keely is fantastic like the woman keely Keely lit up the first episode yeah. and then never stopped. Yeah. Uh she's she's very good. Um just I mean everybody in the whole cast, even the like random guys at the pub and the old lady who owns the pub, like all of <laughs> their stuff so is really funny. Um, right. And even the vil what I would say is the main villain, which is the would you say is the uh, uh former football owner Rebecca's ex-husband. 
oh sure yeah that guy. and he, even he's he is, he's somebody we've seen in stuff i can't I he don't feels know like name, a bond but... villain is what he feels like kind of yeah right yeah and, and which is great one episode again not spoiler he pulls out something at the pub and it's like really professional and like yeah that's exactly what a bond villain would have right mm-hmm. pull stuff out like that um yeah yeah, so I, I so pick one. What do you think? Who, who's your favorite? Like, okay, let's let's make it a little bit easier and cross out Ted. <laughs> Can't be Ted. Um, I mean, in most of the scenes where he's in, I really like Coach Beard. Like Coach Beard. Obviously, Keeley is great. Um, too. So it's kind of between those two. But when when Beard does something, he's like the Ron Swanson of this show. Oh, and and he has, he hardly has to say any words, right? right? Like, I lo- I love his relationship with the chess girl. Mm-hmm. And and at the, the last thing you see with the chess girl, that scene was so good. Right. Um, so yeah, Coach Beard. I I love Roy just because what mm-hmm. a development happens there. Um, I love Nate so much. Mm-hmm. You know, and and so, Nate has not just a lovable. He's not just a lovable idiot. He's a lovable, smart thing. And he he has scenes where he's still like when he talks to the team, tells them what they mm-hmm. should say. Like that yeah. was so good, uh, but I gotta like I gotta like Keely. I think that the actress yeah. nails that part. Like, yeah, she is no nonsense at everything for everything. Um, and when she, there's a couple scenes when she'll do like when she's the at the girls' party type mm-hmm. stuff, she goes out in the girls' night out. She quickly becomes not a third wheel, but kind of, but can, but she right. never like acts that way. Right. Right. And, right. and it's always still supportive and happy and good and amazing. And I'm going to use the word real with quotes. Sure. Um, and then when, uh, Roy, there's a scene I liked with, with Keely too, is when I'm trying to not be spoiled here. Roy talks about something that happens in his professional life. Mm-hmm. And she, she just doesn't want to ask him about it, but then he says something and then she gets so excited. Like, Oh, you do want to talk about real things. And she gets there and she gets her, her pillows on her couch and sits him <laughs> down. She tells him the names of the pillows that she has. And like, so good. So good. So yeah, I'd say Keely is, is yeah, a, she, a she's pretty great. Solid one, but everybody else is so good. Watch Ted Lasso. Um, I'm not sure. I think it's probably the only Apple plus TV show that I think that would be worth getting. We watched, uh, Raven's quest. On, oh, was, Raven's Quest. Apple, so yeah, you get Apple two of those. There's there's a month's worth of <laughs> rent it for one. Yeah, month. rent it for a month. Watch both of those shows and uh, thank us later. That's a problem with why you have these binge shows, right? Is like these why a lot right. of these networks have stopped doing the binge. Yeah, shows. we've got uh, season two of Mandalorian coming up, and so I I guarantee you, you know, it's probably what I'm going to do is resubscribe to Disney Plus, yep. watch Mandalorian, and then cancel it. And you'll have that though, but you'll have that for a couple months as opposed to. When you get Game of Thrones, you watch it a month and then you're done. Right. 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 Well, um, Game of Thrones was, was well. Weekly, actually, that's about so it. That was you mean it was like if it. you were doing it on Netflix or like or like Stranger Things. Stranger Things. Yeah. Like you get it. You, you watch it. It's gone. Um, yeah. No. I I, I. 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 Finishing that up. I want to uh, agree with Dennis. Is that uh, you know most of these things we he or I never really recommend these you know binging stuff. But you'll you'll be hard pressed not to with this show. Yeah. It's, it, it's so entertaining and it makes you in in a season. The reviews have come down for me from different people I've read is that, you know, in a, in a year where we have so many hard things to deal with in the real world, mm-hmm. this is one that is an endless positivity that makes you feel good while watching it and when you're done watching it. Yeah, so, for sure. Yeah. Okay, so we're moving back to my thing here. Okay. So we got Halloween happening. Yep. And we have been watching some scary movies for our scary ending of the 2020 challenge. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, and we are ending it for our scary run with the scariest of the scary on this list, supposedly. <laughs> you know, the movie Halloween. Let's talk about that. Yep. All right. This week we watched, um, I don't know. It, I don't even want to say the first because we watched an Alfred Hitchcock movie before this. But one of the origins of what we think of as the big three horror franchises, um, yeah. those being yeah. Nightmare on Elm Street, Friday the 13th, and Halloween. And we watched yeah. Halloween in 1978, uh, John Carpenter and Deborah Hill, starring Jamie Lee Curtis, and a bunch of other people nobody's ever heard of. <laughs> right, and, and still since then had never heard right, of. Right, right. Um, so do you want to start this one? Sure, this one? sure. Do you know... Mike, what the th- the Muffin Man? Do you know what the three rules are for surviving in a horror movie? <laughs> what are the three rules for surviving in a? So, wait, so I've seen I, Scream I I've probably or... said this. My my uh, scary entrance into scary. the horror movie genre because you know I'm the oldest of my siblings. I had no bad influence, uh, older siblings or or cousins or or anything to to show me stuff like this. Um, so it, it wasn't until I got to my late teens and had opportunity to like rent stuff from the video store without my parents knowing and whatever and watch it. And at that time, there were a couple of newer horror movies that I saw around that time, like, uh, what lies beneath and, um, something with a family in a haunted house. We are here or something like that. (laughs) Mothman prophecies, like, uh, I don't think think so that, that was a legit scary movie back in the day um F- freddy versus jason some of those that i saw when i was in college but oh, right. uh, like sure. just terrible like sequels and things but um right uh i i rented the scream trilogy and the scream movies are meta right they're horror movies sort of about horror movies and not even yeah it like there are characters in those movies who talk about movies in the third one they actually go to film school and are making right. movies like it's it's very meta but anyway uh one of the i mean that's what that's what made it almost good was that it was a scary movie about it. and you could be like almost poke fun of it because you were they were talking about right. it too so you were in on the joke but not joke yeah, yeah. that's what made that scary yeah movie. and so the according to you know the writer in in those movies and i think that was S. craven i don't remember uh west craven was uh Friday the 13th, okay. Nightmare. I, then I don't remember who made the Scream trilogy. Anyway, um, the three rules are never have sex, never drink or do drugs, and never say, I'll be right back. <laughs> I'll be right back. So that's, that's you know, funny in, in those movies. But as I was watching this movie, I could not shake those rules. Like I'm watching from the very setup, uh, <laughs> you know, the first scene you know you're seeing first person camera from the killer as he is a little boy and this is revealed like five minutes into the movie um yeah yeah. you see him with who i think is his older sister and her boyfriend go upstairs and you know sleep together off scene off camera and he goes the little boy goes up and stabs his sister to death and I was like, okay, I see what's happening. There's this weird sort of, and I'm sure that 
you know, there are, you know, uh, grad school students and and whatever who know and understand and have written papers about this kind of thing. But this weird sure. sort of dichotomy between the horror genre is one of these. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's a it's a little bit not quite counterculture like we watched Rocky Horror, but if you're yeah. if you're seeing like. How do I say this? The The audience that horror movies seem to be targeted at is an audience getting away with something. Does is that sure. like, you know, at least this was my experience. And so, of course, I think that that's the kind of idea. But you hear about like you watch it when your parents aren't home or your your older brother <laughs> is watching it and you you sneak, you know, I, I heard anecdotes like this where somebody was watching. They're like, oh, yeah, I, I walked in on my brother when he was watching. And I saw Jason with that mask on. And I had nightmares for weeks kind of thing. Um, and so <laughs> there's that. And then there's this, like, casual kind of gratuitous nudity sprinkled throughout the movie. Um, I mean, from the very beginning with the sister. Um, yeah, sure. So you're like, this is clearly, it's targeted at this, like, Teenage boy genre or uh, uh, demographic. Um, And that's, you know, of course, I'm generalizing. But then at the same time, you have this undercurrent of like, um, um, like moral moralizing, like a like a fable. Right. You, You go, you know, you read the old Aesop's fables and and whatever like that. And there's always there's some lesson like the the one that you sure. know the, you have the three little pigs and the two that got their houses blown down and eaten by the wolf were lazy right and so it's like it's this lesson and it's not as heavy-handed yeah, right. in in movies like this but it's definitely true that all of the characters that Michael Myers murders all had like just recently yeah. had sex <laughs> and and we're true. and we're often Great. drinking heavily like drinking in the car and stuff like that because it's the 70s um when this movie right. was made it's funny by the way that that first one what not not to make a weird comment but that first one they go up there and they're not even up there for two minutes yeah and they'd had their it's, six and they come back down i'm like that was the fastest it's really ever. it's goes, really quick it's <laughs> it's almost as fast as the scene later when they put the phone off the hook which is a like there's right. some, there's some old tech for you like leave the phone off the hook that way you know you ask a a, a Gen Z what what putting the phone on a hook means um, that but means, right. yeah just like this really quick I'm watching it and I'm like oh I see I'm supposed to think that they finished in that amount of time from being like so bickering so about whether or not he should answer the phone like forty seconds earlier. <laughs> so so, so yeah that's my that's my that's sort of first reaction hot take i guess we've i didn't hit the bell and we've sort of i guess we haven't really spoiled it it's so it's so hard and i mean so hard to think of anything that could be spoiled i mean if how do you not know that michael myers kills, kills people that is the that is the plot and resolution of this it's, show yeah right? yeah it's the whole it's the whole thing and it's um it's sort of no there isn't yeah. a plot. There's, I'll tell you the, <laughs> the plot is that he he gets uh, he escapes from a mental institution after he's been there 15 for fifteen years. years, and he was a kid that he murdered his sister, and now he's back coming back to town to randomly murder people for no real reason. 
And that's what the movie's about. That's how it starts, ends, and is in the middle. There's nothing... And that's out and like, it's at, at no point is any of this complicated, right? The no, the, char- no. the Michael no Myers character never speaks. Or... It's pure, like, right. emotional sensation, right? The whole thing is just right. for you to sit and watch and, and be kind of nervous and kind of scared and then jump and spill your popcorn everywhere when... Uh, you know, he appears or like, you know, you see him like this kind of stuff happened all the time where like a character walks past and then you see his face in like a doorway and then they walk past again and he's gone. Um, right. And he's mask. I meant to look this up. It's like it's like Nixon or something. I got to look it up now just so that I. Uh... <laughs> Well, I, I could say that, like... I don't think it's Nixon. There's... I thought... I had never seen this. Okay, I sure. Say. Yeah. I, I've never I. seen this before. And I, and I... Yeah, I I had not... Now that I think back of it... I'm it's not Shatner. sure if I'd seen any of the original... I, I knew like, it was somebody Freddy famous. It's William Shatner. Either. Is, his, is his mask. Oh. Oh, okay. Uh, so, I've never seen those either. Or, the, you know, and this one. So... I saw bits and pieces of all of them through throughout time, but never actually watched it. So I was like, okay, well, you know, I'll give this a chance. I, I came out on the other side of Psycho uh, much more happier than I thought I was ever going to be because I thought it was going to be really mm-hmm. kind of lame, but I was interested in it, you know, and, and found it interesting. Uh, this one, not at all. Like, I, I don't think any different than I did before. I, I will give it the worst thing I can say is that I don't know why it's on this list except for to prove that nostalgia plays a part on this list sure sure that's the only thing i can think of i mean it does not deserve for anything except for the score which has one little riff (laughs) that it plays over and over again the the music the music is the the uh soundtrack score whatever you want to call it is fairly perfect um yeah and it was definitely more scarier yeah i mean it was really it was weird to watch this right on the back of psycho um now, I don't know if you knew this. I didn't until I was doing a little a little bit of research. But Jamie Lee Curtis is Janet Lee's daughter. Um, the initial oh, yes. victim in, in Psycho. Uh, yeah. Her and Tony Curtis, who was another fairly yes. well-known uh, uh, celebrity at the time. But, yeah, the, the, like, the complexity and like relative subtlety right there's not a lot that you would say is subtle in psycho but compared to this like very very thoughtful very uh psycho uh, is not complicated right Right. psycho is this this was just straightforward and maybe maybe this is a product of it being as old as it is um yeah but we've seen older and psycho was older well right? right and so so i don't well to complete the thought I was saying for for how old it is, like it's either establishing or either making mainstream all of these tropes. Like at no maybe, at maybe. no point w- after the initial setup, the sort of flashback, like nothing happened that surprised me. Like it was just a like how soon how soon is, is this character yeah. gonna die? And yeah, I'm exactly. like, I already know, you know, and I 
but I mean, maybe in 1978, people didn't know that Jamie Lee Curtis was going to survive. But I feel like within a, a year or two after that, you're like, oh, she survived because they made a bunch of sequels. Right. Um, and it's a it's a trope of this genre that the protagonist lives. Right. Like right. Ash survived the evil dead. Um, right. Nev Campbell survives Scream. Right. And, and of course, right. that's a sort of parody homage uh, tribute to this this whole genre but that's a thing like you have your main characters and they don't die that's part of what was probably but all of their friends will right almost all of their friends or like they're reluctant friends right they're like the yeah. friends who are all worse than them like they're the one like wholesome friend in the group and they're going to survive right. and all of their slutty friends who are drinking all the time they're all going to get they're you know get cut in half with a chainsaw right well, yeah. There, so there's there is not. I mean, I, there's not a whole lot to say about about more about this movie except that it it's very basic. There, uh, Michael Myers stands. I mean, Michael Myers does show up in daylight, which is different than some of these, right? Sure. Like he he shows up, you know, lurking on the other side of a bush mm-hmm. or behind a, a clothesline or something right. occasionally. Um, but it's just, I mean, it's it's not. I, I hate to say it, but it's not even scary. It's not even a little bit scary. No, it's think. it's not now. I I didn't do the thing that I said last week. I did not watch this at night. It, I watched it over my lunch break today because I we recorded late I last week. I did watch it at I, night, like on a so, spooky rainy night. But there was nothing like I've seen I've seen movies, I've seen horror movies that did scare me, that did, you know, mess with my head a little bit, not probably not recently, but I, I don't go for this genre. It's just not... And, and this affirms to me that this genre as distinct slightly from movies like Psycho and what else have we seen? I mean, Shaun of the Dead is more comedy. Um, what did we watch last year? Um, what? There were seven... Evil Dead. Evil Dead. Seven. Like, there's a difference between horror and thriller. I think, and maybe yeah, sure, maybe sure. even thriller goes with horror because, like, a thrill is you know an emotional reaction to thing. But like, like horror thriller versus psycho psychological thriller, maybe um, like Silence of the Lambs is is a kind of thing. Like the things that are effective at frightening me, if that's the goal, which I think it sort of is with this whole meta genre. Um, yeah. The things that frighten me are more thoughtful right because i'm you know i'm a person who thinks a lot spends a lot of time in my head like Mm -hmm. that's that's kind of what i need if you're showing me this sort of just like check your brain at the door um you know go along for the for the scares for the reactions like it just doesn't it doesn't do it for me and i and i get that that is what this whole thing is. Like I had a similar sort of reaction to the, and the new, um, uh, what's it called? Uh, um, a quiet place with, um, Oh yeah, sure. Uh, John, but, but, that, but, and... that, but that, like we were worried about this having a lot of jump scares. Like you and I, that's something that we just don't like. Right. It's the anxiety driven. This didn't even really have a lot of that. It, I mean, I no. think it was supposed to have, and maybe, but... maybe it was that way at the time and of course like um but remember we saw what's the one with um oh the 
I'm not going to try to say it, where he went off to watch a hotel over the winter. What was that? Um, uh, the Shining. The Shining. Like, The Shining was before this. Yeah. So there were better other scary movies out there, and, and I wasn't a big Shining fan, but well, and that's Shining a, was definitely scarier than this. That's another, I mean, we talked about that in the Shining episode. Part of the reason I didn't like that the first time I saw it is because I had read the book, and the book was so much more scary than the movie. Uh, the movie was just like, right. everybody looks kind of creepy and he loses his mind and he tries to kill his family. Like in the book, you get in this guy's head and you are along for the ride as he descends into madness. Um, yeah. And that's, you know, just for me personally, that's the kind of thing that is is more effective. This yeah. is yeah. is a genre. It's a, you know, we've definitely seen um, movies from genres on this poster that were like, this is just this is just not our thing and there's nothing you know nothing against this this is a uh, an iconic example of of this of the this 80s genre and 70s and i don't know if horror you know as horror. as we said i've not seen uh the originals of freddy or jason um nightmare on elm street or friday the 13th so i don't know if one of those would be more our buddy fox said friday right. the 13th probably out of these 3 uh because it's it's uh, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street is is more supernatural. There's a bunch of stuff about dreams. Yeah, that's the only and... thing. I get, the only reason I think that this one could have been picked because it's less supernatural. That's the only thing that I can think of why this one someone would pick this one over. Because because if if you say supernatural is okay in the in the scary thing, you you do open it up to a lot more things like Chucky and uh, sure. Actually, the if I had to pick a horror movie of all horror movies here, I would have put poltergeist on this list from like 1982 yeah poltergeist uh, that, 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 or, or exorcist right exorcist those are flat out terrifying yeah, shows yeah um and, and like even today I, I had pulled up or yeah i think it was today i pulled up images from poltergeist so i don't know if you remember much of that show but like the the uh there was like the old the preacher or something that comes, comes out around. of the tv he's, he's terrifying they're yeah. terrifying looking and it's all a little girl and, and there's a part where like I guess one kid goes, they go to hell or something. They're pulling them out and they're covered in this slime stuff. Like it's terrifying. Mm -hmm. And today I still don't think I could watch those without being scared. This one, Halloween, like I, nothing, like nothing, not even like, why would, I don't know how anyone, unless they were 14 (laughs) would maybe get scared because of the music. So I guess we bashed on this for, for long enough, but yeah, definitely a thumbs down for me. I, I, if I have to replace it with another scary movie, I'll find a hundred other I don't, more entertaining I don't know stories. if I would put Exorcist on the list since we already saw Rosemary's Baby, which is another sure. sort of uh, supernatural psychological. I don't know. Based on um, on Fox's recommendation, maybe Friday the 13th is a better pick for this list. I can't say one way yeah, or the I, other. I haven't seen those either, like that or the original Jason. Maybe those I don't, were. I don't I know mean, that you need, like we talked about, uh, Evil Dead and Evil Dead is more campy. Like this it's is, campy, yeah. it has become campy, but I don't get the sense that it was intended to be. No, like nothing about it is funny, intentionally or otherwise. Yeah. Um, right. So i i don't I don't think that that's the case. So I don't know. You know, for me, <laughs> we're, try, we're really stretching for any reason. Trying There's to check all the boxes. Like I don't have right. enough. As I've said with with several of the genres we've seen, I don't have enough experience with this genre to say what if anything would be a better pick for this it might just be one of those like this is the first one and so that's 
good enough. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not even like gory or right. Like I, I remember when I was a kid seeing some scenes from Nightmare on Elm Street and from Jason where they like take an axe and split somebody in half or something like that. Right. Like those are over the top gory type things. This didn't have that. It's just like, a you know, knife, I had right? a thought. Um, the poster is just titles and directors. Um, let me check something really quick. Okay. Well, the, while well, he's checking that, I, I, uh, I, I will say that maybe I will consider watching a, a night, the original nightmare on Elm street. Cause I will say that, that Freddie was the, the premise of that being like, he's in your dreams, he's in your, your dreams. nightmares. And then that kind of coming true and you see it in the real world. That's, that's intriguing a little bit, except, you know, besides a serial killer from a insane asylum comes and starts randomly murdering people. Right. Just, just, well, it's not random to the audience, but it's random to him. Like you don't get the sense that he is some kind of, uh, justice moral uh, police um so what i was going to say is um movies very often are maybe not very often but in certain contexts are listed with their year their release year so that you can differentiate movies with the same title like every different uh remake there is another halloween right i think there there's a there's another halloween and the poster doesn't have years it has titles and directors and the box for this uh, movie that we watched it says halloween john carpenter that's the same title and director as the new one from <laughs> 2018 i that's interesting i don't know if they intended the original or the newest one i don't think based on based on what movies are on this poster i don't think it was made late enough to include a movie from 2018 um but are you are you, are you trying to think that maybe that one was the better one? That, that well, they, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. That's my. Uh, that's my my struggle. Right. This. Right. That that tells you something, listener. If even Dennis and I are both scrambling for reasons, trying to find out maybe why <laughs> it's on here. So yeah, I don't know. It, this this did chalk it up to me. It's like okay, there there is. Definitely a bias towards nostalgia for some items on this list. Sure. Well, we we saw that with um with Evil Dead. Like, you know, you and I have never seen Evil Dead too, but we had uh, I think our buddy Justin on. We talked about Evil Dead, and he said all the good funny stuff that he remembers from Evil Dead was from the sequel. Um, from the sequel, but yeah. the you know original was on it, which is not always the case. Like they put Dark Knight on the poster instead of. Uh, Batman Begins, Batman right, Begins in that, right? In that, it's really series. weird. Oh, well. Okay, so yeah, pass on this one. Uh, what do we got? We're coming up on the end here. Yeah, the end. yeah. There's just a handful remaining. Um, next up, we've got a movie called Moonlight. Oh right, another one wins. We got a couple here coming in that we haven't seen. Right, there's that one with um, oh the big like black wearing. He's wearing black costume villain. We got to watch later on. Um, and there's spaceships. Spaceships. Uh, yeah, it's still on our list. We got to watch that one. I don't. I, uh, oh, do you mean Star Wars? Are you doing a bit? Oh, okay. right, that one. That yeah, we have to watch. <laughs> I'm that like, movie there's still. no weird sci-fi thing left. Like, we have Amadeus <laughs> and Deer Hunter. Oh, and Star and Star Wars. Okay, of course you mean Star. Wars. Oh, and Star Wars. Uh, Very funny. Uh, yeah. So Moonlight. Okay, cool. We got Moonlight, Amadeus, Deer Hunter, and Star Wars. Uh, I will say of this list, I've seen Amadeus once when it first came out mm. in the theaters back in the 80s. 
And I remember as a kid, it was weird, but uh, my mom really loved it. Um, so that'll be good to watch again. I've not seen Moonlight, and I've not seen that, The Deer Hunter. That might must be an older movie than I realize. Oh, 1984. Oh, wow. Yeah. I watched it like in the early 2000s, late 90s, and I think I thought it was fairly new. I don't know. It's I mean, it's a period know. piece, so it's not. I mean, probably watching it now, I'll be able to spot like it being an Maybe. old 80s period piece, like the. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, I totally lost my train of thought because I'm looking at IMDb. Um, the the hair is very often off in period oh, pieces sure. made in various decades because like in the 70s and 80s hairstyles were very distinct and so if you watch yeah. like uh what is that movie where the the aircraft carrier gets transported into a different time like they, they go back to the 40s or some guys oh. from the 40s come to present day uh yeah i can't think of what the movie's called now it's like not manhattan project that's something else but the, <laughs> the, the movie starts in the 40s at this you know this like jitterbug dance you know th- with a bunch of world war ii soldiers and everybody has an 80s hairstyle i'm like I'm like <laughs> right. oh this is so bad so um, bad it's funny this uh f murray abraham who we saw in um grand budapest hotel is the lead in in amadeus and the guy who oh, plays yeah. mozart is roy detrice who narrated all the um game of thrones audiobooks it's fine oh, okay different well that, well that one's not next week that no, one's in three weeks but that, that is one of the ones yeah. that we watch yep. and i hadn't heard anything about deer hunter until we talked about it on the show a couple weeks ago no same so, yeah so we're, we're we got a couple unexpected things happening and 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 people say big thing good things about moonlight so I'm yeah this this so looks like another looks like another character uh drama uh, right, so we're we're out of, we're out of this. We made our way through the scary mm-hmm, movie stuff. Mm-hmm. Dennis finally, that that took it felt like next, it took a bit, but not. But surprisingly, next, wasn't next as bad year as I, when October rolls around, we'll we'll be playing some <laughs> different movie game. We'll have maybe we'll be picking uh, movies for to make each other watch. Ma- yeah, maybe we'll watch actually Friday the Thirteenth or Nightmare on Elm Street, whatever it is. Was that, what was it? Was that called Friday the Thirteenth? That was Jason, Jason, right? Yeah, Jason, and then Nightmare on Elm Street. Some people just call Freddy, but it's not wrong. Yeah, I mean, right? I say Freddy and Jason because that's easier to say than the full than the full titles. But yeah. uh, Freddy Krueger like comes at people in their dreams, so of course, nightmare yeah. on Elm Street. Right. Hey, so I, I don't want to talk too much about this, but I want to wrap up our, our Halloween type things. So uh, I, I watched a series, and I mentioned it a little bit on the show last week. I think it's called uh, "The Haunting of Hill House." Oh yeah, now, there is it. It's on Netflix. It's a series, like an eight-episode series, hour-long, and um, uh, hour-long each episode. Mm-hmm. And then they've got season two. It's not really – I mentioned, like I said, mentioned the show. It's a kind of an anthology, so it's not the same thing. It's called The Haunting of Bly House mm-hmm. or something, Bly Manor. Um, it's it's not related to the first episode. But anyway, I, I've watched it. Uh, my girlfriend had, had uh, said that she wanted to watch it, so we started watching it. Um, and, and, you know, I'm not a big on this, this, uh, genre, but it was good. It was interesting because, um, it's billed as a scary horror house kind of type haunted house movie, which it is right. It is. But the whole season 
is more like a um, drama of family, hmm. right? Like t- learning about different members of family and how they cope with loss and troubles in their lives. And yes, a lot of their things are all tied to this experience they had when they were younger, which is a neat, the mechanic of this one is that all the, the haunting part happened when they were kids and now they're adults mm. and it still has affected them through their lives. And it's, they still in this part comes, it brings them all kind of back at the sure. end of Hill house, but it doesn't have like this scary movie, Jason, Freddie, Michael Myers type thing at the end that the, the house is this, you know, evil type thing. It kind of does, but it, I don't want to give any spoiler endings away. Um, but ultimately when the last episode happens and the big scary, scary things I'm going to use in quotes here happen, everything that happens, you realize it gives you this like supernatural feeling of like, oh, this is why hauntings happen. Or this is why this house is like what it is mm-hmm. and it makes sense. Right. In, in a really interesting supernatural way. And it ties it in with the kids and with the house. And it's a, it's a unique perspective for a, a haunted house story. And I was really happy that I watched it. Like I said, I don't recommend scary things, but I can admit to being scared and getting jump scares and and creeped out at times watching movies. I don't think anyone on here was I totally creeped out um, or jump scares. So I'm gonna. gonna, Um, This is yeah. uh, Maybe going to be a spoiler if you answer. But at the end of the story, do many of the protagonists turned out to have been dead the entire time? Good, good question. Okay. But no, that's not uh, that's not just you, a sixth sense joke. I saw at least one haunted house no. movie that that was the twist that they were the ghosts. Right. No, that that's oh, and I saw another one like that too. Um, yeah, I can't give it. I know I know it's which one when it is, but sure. I don't want to give it away either. Um, and, and those actually those are neat. But that's that's actually a really good example of kind of what I'm trying to say without saying it is that. You, how you have kind of a twist there. That's a, that's more of a twist. This isn't more of a twist. This was a kind of an explanation. Once there's all these haunting things that happen to these different people and these kind of, I guess, recurring ghosts or things that go on through the, the show, and you kind of get explained. The real ghosts everything. were inside of right? them you all along. It's not, you know, not not that, <laughs> sorry, but, but, but yeah, you know, something something sure, sure. to that effect, right? You're like, oh, oh, this. It's really weird how this ties together. And they do have a neat little mechanic that explains a, a lot of it. And you're like, oh, that's that's a really neat kind of way. It was a very satisfying feeling of how they explain okay, stuff. right on. It still, while still leaving it very, you know, uh, mystical and, you know, sure. there's a supernatural part to it. Um, not part to it. It's right. very supernatural. But, um, yeah. So, I, if people are actually wanting to watch a newer a scary movie that's not like Freddy or Jason where what I've heard like American Psycho is or something like that. Um, I, this is a good, this is a good one. The Haunting of Hill House is kind of worth watching it. And it also, it's heavily mixed with like actual people and their lives and drama. And unlike Halloween, what we just watched where like the, the protagonist, she could have been a cardboard box and it wouldn't have mattered. Right. And all the characters didn't matter. Yeah, that's right. that's pretty much. Especially that was another thing I was going to say for that movie that I didn't say is those kids were the worst. 
<laughs> they are the worst. The one like they're always the worst. The in one movies. zoned out on the TV and to, like where, to where I wondered if she was gonna do or say anything except just like ignore this girl and stare at the the TV the whole night. The whole night, right? They, you know, they're always the worst on on this. One. I, 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 I guess. I guess that's that's part of the trope. Too. If you're interested in sort of psychological serial killery kind of things, and if you are, you've probably already watched this, but I enjoyed Dexter very much it's a long yeah. you know uh it's hp cinemax one of those movie channels um made it. and it's been over for a while and i think it ran like six or seven seasons so it's a big uh it's a big commitment of time but they sort of do a uh sort of case of the season kind of thing with different sort of uh nemeses or or frenemies that he faces over over time right but, um it's good sort of one of those weird things where you're you're sort of rooting for the villain but he's not really a villain and it's it's good right you know there, i was thinking of the different emotions because we say scared is is an emotion right that's i think when you try to describe horror movies like us oh, because when you're scared or a movie that makes you scared i think there's there's several layers of that like you talk about dexter and, and how it makes you feel or how aliens makes you feel right or halloween makes you feel I think those are different in, oh, yeah. in how Amityville horror makes you feel. I think, you know, you can get be scared and then there's like a terror. There's, I guess, terrified would be one like where you feel like you, you panic. Right. Another one is anxiety that somebody's going to come around the corner and, and get mm-hmm. you. Anxiety is different than terror. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, so, some of the yeah. some of the Stephen King thrillers that I read, like like The Shining, um, I was sort of jumping at shadows and corners for a while, like while I was reading it, because it took a long time. Yeah. But I think, you know, right. in retrospect, thinking back on it, it was a sort of like the the book, the repetition and, and things that were described in the book were consuming my thoughts the way they did the protagonist to where I was a, going a little bit crazy myself. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like I was afraid... Michael Myers was going to come around the corner and stab me for for having a beer, uh, but right. you know a much more subtle kind of anxiety is a good word for it. Yeah, yeah, the, and and these are different kinds of movies. So so it's hard. Like people used to lump in sci-fi with horror, right? And that's oh, since been sure. split out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but but I think that even some levels of of uh, horror movies can be split out even more. And that's when you have things like, you know, a Freddy Jason and a Halloween movie versus a Amityville horror or a, um, uh, I don't know, more. Yeah. And I think even if you cemetery or even if you name the movies that we've watched on this list that people would would lump together in a horror genre, like there are some that are a little bit similar. But for the most part, they're they're really all over the place. Right. Like Halloween, Psycho. Mm -hmm. um, Yeah. Rocky Horror Picture Show, Evil Dead, Shaun of the Dead, uh, uh, Silence of the Lambs. Like, those are all so different. But but they're all in the horror genre. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Right, which is is too broad. So it's it's hard for us to talk sometime, I think, or me at least to talk about what what a movie is. When I talked about Hill House, it has more terror kind of moments. And not, not, not like, oh, I'm, I'm scared of... I don't know. There's just a few what's around the corner things, but not like the Michael Myers. We didn't see any. We didn't see any haunted house movies. 
I don't. Yeah, I'm. I'm really surprised think. that Amityville Horror isn't on here. So yeah. considering that one was supposedly based on a true story and a real thing. I mean, maybe uh, there are there are early elements of the haunted house in, uh, in Psycho, but not really. Yeah, I mean, when we when we go back to our what what we'll add to our lists and stuff, maybe the things we'll watch. I think I there's several other. Uh, if I want to put in genres for scary movies, I I would. I would put in different ones than that are on here. Sure. And that would be because they generally genuinely like terrify me. And, and you know, you said it before, like exorcist and, and poltergeist mm-hmm. and things like that would be some of those that, that like you said, when you're reading a book, you feel like you're walking around it. when, when you're done watching a movie and you go into a dark room to go to back to bed at night and you actually have a weird feeling that possibly maybe something's true to this. And there's <laughs> something now that knows that, you know, right. And it's there under in the room that that's that's a thing that makes a good scarier horror movie i think sure right sure yeah uh, as opposed to one that's like yeah okay michael myers is from whatever <laughs> okay man we're, we're still begging on that show uh okay speaking okay, so of we're moving off yeah into something different. speaking of things we didn't enjoy uh let's talk about uh, <laughs> i know where you're going uh let's talk about uh ridley scott's <laughs> raised by wolves <laughs> i knew it i was thinking of uh Ridley Scott and his Aliens movies, and then when we were talking, and I was like, "Oh, when you said that, we didn't like how that Raised by Wolves is coming up." Um, yeah, so this is uh, his. Uh, I I haven't said enough about androids in life in my last thirty years or forty years of making movies, and we're gonna put it all in. The, so if you're, I mean, if you're excited about this, then you wait prob- give the give the synopsis probably like it so uh this is a ridley scott series uh ridley scott <laughs> is the guy who did alien and a bunch of prometheus uh later alien sequels he did not make aliens 2 the one that yep. a lot of people like better that's james okay. cameron same guy who made avatar and uh um titanic titanic i just now realized our friends were talking about avatar 2 and James Cameron, and I, for some reason, had the idea that he was making a Last Airbender sequel, and I was like, I was like, well, he made he made the Mass Appeal thing version of Aliens, and maybe that, of course, Avatar, the Blue Monkey thing sequel, um, not Last Airbender. Anyway, um, boy, how does so uh, dystopian future? How do we go back to Raised by it's, Wolves? Okay, it's synopsis on Raised by Wolves. It's far enough in the future that Earth and humanity is divided into two factions: um, the religious and the atheist. The religious are all of one religion. It seems to it's somewhat analogous to the Catholic Church, which is not surprising. And uh, in the pilot episode there are two androids right very human looking androids just like an alien uh who are in a arc in a um i don't know what else to call a ship like that but they're in a spaceship an arc ship like going to another planet that is supposed to be capable of supporting human life and because earth's been all used up somehow right of course your classic uh dystopian sci-fi uh setup and um there's um the 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 androids address each other as mother and father and they are going to um um gestate and and i don't know birth is the right word but they have human embryos 
that they're going to bring to term and raise as parents. And, um, then, and they're going to repopulate humanity. And they're going to repopulate humanity as atheists and the humans are going to show up, but the humans are at least 15 years behind them because they're traveling in a ship full of people instead of just androids. They can't, you know, freeze and shut down um the 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 ship is bigger and will move much slower right so so that's that's and the idea is that you're you're raised by androids or or humans type thing so and humans do show up with the religious people and then there's you know hilarity ensues and there's lots of slapstick yeah it's it's very very funny None of that. Right. None of that okay. is true. Uh, so we're moving into spoilers. Yeah. Here. So I'm gonna hit the bell because we're gonna we're gonna spoil the whole plot of this. Like, if you're interested in this, definitely go watch it. But uh, we'll come back with final judgments, and I can yeah. warn you ahead of time they're gonna be pretty negative, probably. <laughs> okay. So your your quote that you said to me that that probably rings true through most of the things you said, like this movie is dark, and that means it in all sorts of ways like actual ways the movie palette is dark thematically like the the, the it's also dark. the ideas and the the themes and the but like if you imagine brightness on a scale from zero to a hundred where zero is pure dark the the highest this this movie this movie this series ever got was like 60 maybe 55 like there were times when the characters were outside and it's daytime and i'm sure that's intentional maybe they're supposed to be like stuff in the atmosphere whatever because the the planet like they can live on the planet but just barely there's like you know they can grow these crappy potato things that they call carbos but only Right. right on the corpse of some giant worm that's in a spiral so it makes this really like cool future looking farm of them growing stuff in a spiral i'm like why are they growing it in a spiral and then they say that it's like it's kind of like mushrooms it's like whatever's decomposing from this great serpent carcass is like you know providing nutrients for these plants to grow and and so i get why it's like dark and gray but like i'm watching on my ipad i'm watching on my computer monitor and i'm like i cannot see what's happening because it's so So dark dark. like why is it so dark right well and that's just the first like that's only like the least of the things i have a bunch of like really superficial kind of nitpicky gripes before i even get to just being bored after like after like the fifth episode i mean here here's what i have to say about in a nutshell for it if you've not watched this and you're still kind of with us, you're like, oh, I'll listen. Um, if you watched Alien or even better, Prometheus, which were both done by Ridley Scott, this is this is just if you've ever had somebody who wants to tell you something that they, they feel or they think and they can't really get it across and they just keep telling it to you again and again and again in different ways. Uh, that's what's happening here. Ridley Scott is just saying the same things he has said in Prometheus and an alien about artificial life and religion just again. And now he's saying it in like eight hours and it's just forever. And none of it is appealing and it gets, you get so bored and it's not just that it's slow. I think he starts to try to switch things up by introducing 
like the, I don't know, like the alien snake thing. And well, then, that was that was all in the finale. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and he introduces this like other his the creator, I guess, and then there's the, yeah. the soul who starts talking to Ragnar. Right. And you're like, I don't know what he's doing with any of this. I had I'm no like, idea what, what he's trying at, to do. At one point, I'm like, why are you know? It it was sort of gratifying when um you know Ragnar starts hitting her with the shovel and stuff because she's been invincible you know omnipotent yeah, right. this whole this whole story and i'm like that was cool at first but now i'm like uh like the 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 mother character became so much less interesting after that and then yeah, like and, she yeah. goes she through was evil for yeah a while, right yeah they go through these flashbacks with the creator where you're like oh okay so the androids are not inherently atheist like they were built by um the mithraic church right the the followers of soul the the religious sect and some atheist found this very powerful like basically android wmd and reprogrammed her to be this nurturing caregiver which all of that is weird sci-fi makes no sense whatsoever (laughs) right and then like he he makes the worst weapon and chooses that one thing to be a mother what and and then she and she and and uh, not ragnar um marcus right like there there's a funny sort of thought i had where um they had names their names before were vaguely like um not not Be- Jewish. Before they took not over Jewish, the... but like like traditional biblical and the the Mithraic names that they take are a little more Roman, which might okay. be might be something I don't know. Um, no. But I'm like they're enemies, right? Like he is against mother, but they're both atheists. Like he's an atheist in disguise with with um, yeah the, the there's a word for them, but the religious humans, like all the humans are. Are that you see aside from the ones raised by the androids are are religious um right. and so i'm and, like and he, i'm like he, they he shouldn't has... they shouldn't be at odds but then they are and then yeah. he starts hearing this voice and i'm like okay ridley scott is religion bs or is it not yeah that, right that's like probably the, the worst pick, thing i think about pick a lane he's He's, he's, he doesn't pick a lane. That's the problem. He doesn't not just pick a lane. He's totally messing with it the whole time. Like, you think he's got a clear thing, that's a message that's trying to be said here. And then characters change completely to be the opposite way one minute. And right. then the next episode, they're going back to how they were before. And then you have a whole sequence with, uh, like, a, a right to life type thing. And then, mm-hmm. and then that person changes. And you're like, right. seriously, you... You don't know what message you're trying to give here. You're just giving terrible messages about nothing. You know. Yeah. You, you and can't... then and then start this whole this whole sequence. Now, I'll admit a little bit of this a little bit that a little bit of this is on me because the last episode or two I watched on my computer like on half the screen, right? Like I was only half watching it because I was so checked out from whatever was going on. Sure. And yeah, then like terrible. like the the mother is going to is is pregnant, right? And there's something in her body that's creating more and she has to feed it 
you know, vampirically sort which, of. Which just happens randomly out of nowhere for no reason. Happens randomly out of nowhere. You're like, how did the memory in, like, the only thing that makes sense is that it was with her from the beginning and she didn't know. But then, like, it it comes out and it's this flying snake and they got to drive into the planet to kill it and then it's not dead and you're like okay well i guess they're setting this up for a sequel but i yeah he, you know i don't know he it felt like what? he just fell back like um okay so i spent seven episodes saying whatever i thought i needed to say um here's an alien right like, now like, it's like i did in all my other movies now here's there's a, an alien it's a different distracted kind of thing yeah. and it's sort of i don't know i mean People have, sp- people have spent money on work, but to think of how much money went into this, like there's no, you know, the guy playing Marcus, who we call Ragnar Lothbrook, like he's yeah. probably the most well-known. Yeah. And sure. he's, he's not even like, he always, he plays kind of weird, um, other characters, like characters with weird accents, right? Like he was in Vikings and sure. he was in the Warcraft movie. Um, and something else fairly recently. And so, like, I don't think that the acting was necessarily no, I, expensive. I the acting and the actors were Just were in terms great. of budget, fine. like, where, yeah. where the, and I'm sure they're just, like, out in the California desert somewhere with a bunch of Joshua trees. But, um, you know, all the special effects with the flying, with her flying and, you know, the, the serpents that come out of the ground and, and yeah. all this kind of stuff. Her to have, attacking and killing people. Yeah. Right. Like all of that stuff on the ship, like that all had to be fairly expensive. And there are times when you're like, um, whoever made, was it Mind Hunter? There are a couple of those shows where like a, a well-known director, I think I want to say David Lynch, like had made movies, right? And dealt with yeah. a lot of things with movies and then did a series on Netflix and got to tell their whole story in 10 episodes and Netflix gave them full creative control and all that stuff. Cause you know, for a while that's what Netflix was doing, just throwing money at projects yeah. and in, in good hands, like with the right person who has the right vision, like you don't want a bunch of money people getting in their way, but there, then there are projects like this where you're like, boy, this, it kind of feels like a little bit of star Wars prequels, thing where maybe there needed to be somebody at some point to go hey ridley scott do you have a do you have an outline like outline does your somebody does your story have a have a beginning middle and end yeah no he just meandered that and and you're right that i'm I'm glad you said that that like everything about the show i i I feel like i'm bad bagging on like costume design cgi everything's you know, besides cinematography, the production value dark. was so was high. Fine. That's that's part of fine. the that's part of right. the like tragedy is too strong of a word, but that's it's kind of the worst thing about it is you're like this was so close to being amazing. Yeah, and but it was flawed by the the by concept. There was nothing. Mm-hmm. There was nothing there. Nothing there. One that's new. Two. Nothing worked out no ideas no it meandered and made no sense it's writing and concept and direction mm-hmm. like it's ridley scott ridley scott made this movie or show terrible <laughs> and honestly if you think about it that 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 part of prometheus and whatever the sequel to prometheus was and in the alien movies they're kind of the same way people didn't like them for necessarily for all that reason that was okay but that was only like 
you know, 25% of the, the movies, mm. right? And all the philosophical right. parts of it. Or maybe even in Prometheus, actually it took up half the movie, and that's the parts that people didn't like, right? And then and then he he tricks you and goes and starts doing some horror stuff with the aliens and and monsters, and then you're like, okay, now I, this is why mm-hmm. I'm here. Um, and this and so now imagine all that kind of gone and just eight hours of that crap, and it's 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 it's, it's dumb. It's just dumb. So I, and I'm disappointed because it could have been cool and has reasons. And uh, this is one that I will not watch season two of. I'll yeah. say that much. I'm not I'm not interested in the, the great flying snake of death <laughs> because. I don't think that Ridley Scott could do anything interesting with anything. Now, else. if if you get right. season two directed by James Cameron, and a nice <laughs> that's right, and then it's a an nice Celine show. Dion soundtrack, and uh, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, right, right. Well, I'll hey, not watch you know it what? for a different if they, reason. If they cast it off to someone else to change everything, then right, who knows right. what, what they could do? But yeah, oh, bad, bad, bad one. Uh, okay, so let's. We got just a little bit of short time here left. Um, there's a couple of things I got on our list I was going to talk to you about. Uh, one is we are thinking about picking up Blood Bowl 2 with our friends, and you've played mm. it a little bit more than I have, so I thought I'd pick your brain on that. Yeah, our, um, our buddy Pete has been talking about this. This is, it was on sale on Steam. It's not, it is not a new game, it it's not new. Uh, if you know what Warhammer is, which you might not. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm the person to describe it to you if you don't. Um, orcs in space? Yeah, orcs in space. It's, orcs and dwarves. It's one of the Zombies. original uh, sci-fi wargaming tabletop games. And when we you say wargaming, if you don't know what that is, it's like D&D with no role-playing and you control multiple units. Or, to describe it backwards... It's like StarCraft on a tabletop. Uh, sure. Now, people who know will... Or, or WarCraft on a tabletop. Right. People who know are yelling at us because it goes the other way. Warhammer sure. inspired StarCraft and WarCraft. Um, yes, yes. Yeah. It's... Right. It's it's sort of fantasy Warhammer races in space, right? There are orcs and elves and things, but they're all spacefaring in the lore. And it's this whole thing. I've never played it. I don't know anything about it. Everything I'm saying, I've heard second and third hand. Yeah, and, and, and actually, if I know, again, my buddy Dave will know more about this. Like you're saying, is that the way I understand it is like there's ages of Warhammer and the one blood bowl is set in is the fantasy one so there's like fantasy and then all these go into the future and there's space and there's ones Forty thousand. So that's space. that's more sci-fi my yeah, yeah my closest aside from playing blizzard games and hearing bits and pieces my younger brothers got into the games workshop which is the company that does warhammer now um they had a run for a while of a lord of the rings uh miniatures game tabletop game yeah and so you know they would paint the little elves and and Rohirrim and stuff like that and then line them all up and they all have different stats and movement and you use a ruler to show who could sit. So that's the that's the foundational game. That's the world that this game is set in. Blood Bowl is imagine if you took that system and you wanted to play football. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Right? So so here we go. Um you've got <laughs> you've got orcs and elves and whatever and they've got stats and whatever but you're going to make them not attack and kill each other you're going to make them play football 
And so they just knock each other down. You play like very loose football. Yeah. You play in turns, right? Cause it's not, you can't, you can't play a miniatures game in real time on the table, you know, like shoving your guys against other guys. Like that would be ridiculous. Um, and that was made into a board game, I think. I, I, I guess, or a card I, game. I don't know. It was later made into a card game. Um, that's one that I played years ago that's sort of infamous in our friend group because it's heavily dice-based. And like we talked about last week with Starcadia Quest, I I don't do well with bad dice rolls. And I, you know, that night, years ago, uh, I had been drinking. And <laughs> I had like one of the six dice faces would result in me failing at whatever I was trying to do. And of course, both of them rolled that face. It was like rolling double ones, you know, snake eyes on something. And right. I got very frustrated and just chucked the dice across the room. And we had to go searching for them because they fell into a box. But <laughs> um, anyway, that's side side tangent on the story. Um, they have video game versions of these. And Blood Bowl 2 is the second one of these. And it's an old... I don't know how old it is. It has a feel of like early 2000s, mid 2000s. Yeah, it does. It feels real. Uh, not not great like graphics or anything like that. It's fine. And that's always, if you're going to do something with a bunch of friends, it's always kind of nice to have either older or low tech games because that means, you know, fewer people are going to be excluded because they don't have a good enough video card or whatever. Oh, actually, this is this was released in 2015. It just feels like it's that mm, old. Maybe maybe it's just <laughs> the aesthetic, and they didn't uh, yeah. they didn't want to go past that. So anyway, uh, I have not played it much. I made a team, and I played one like quick match game against the AI, which was pretty frustrating. Uh, though Lot, lots of random dice rolls, it felt like yeah. Yeah, like that thing that's going to make you mad is still going to make you mad. <laughs> a lot of like you just don't know, and our buddy Pete. Uh, played through a bot game uh, on streaming over Discord. It sort of tried to explain what he was doing. You like everything, not everything, but there are a lot of things that are kind of risky, like anything you do, a t uh, tackling other players or trying to pick up the ball or making a pass or, or running, running <laughs> between enemy players or even running too far. All of those things involve a dice check that might fail. And so, and when most of the dice checks, if you fail the dice check, your turn is over. So you you have to kind of do all of your low-risk things first and then start knocking guys, start, start trying to knock guys down or whatever. Um, right. And, yeah, we have not played, at least I haven't. Did you guys play against each other last night? I, I was not there last night, so I didn't get. I have not. Oh, you yet. weren't. You weren't. Yeah, uh, I missed it. I guess Trotsky showed up and and surprised. It was Fox who played because I remember texting him. Uh, right. Because so I think we're we're gonna the, we're the gonna Horowitz at least put our, touch our toes into the water of this game. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I, I I am very. I will say I'm very uh, cautious about this <laughs> just because I know only because I know how extremely random it is. It actually the word, worst part about it is that. It, it, it looks fun. Like it looks like it, it's it's slapsticky. Yeah. It's comedy. Um, it's it's you know the fact that it's football but not really football, and mm -hmm. you get a mm -hmm. you know, bone breaking things. It the presentation's pretty great, but I think the the rules 
with the dice are just so incredibly random that it's going to make me want to really kind of get invested in thinking about the things because it's it's the campaign and the management and the league stuff the team management seems pretty like you have to spend your money and earn and then right you know it's all right. football manager ish and then and then you spend all that time and investment you go out there and, and roll double ones all the time yeah you and know? i don't know if this will turn out to always be true, but when we were watching uh, Pete play on the stream, our buddy Trotsky said something about the timer because there's a turn timer. Um, and I think in multiplayer play, like the most you can do is turn that all the way up to like four minutes. I don't think you can disable it. And of course, That's for because it takes forever. Right. For, Trotsky doesn't like that because he likes to, you know, think everything through and it takes him a while. Mm-hmm. Um for me, like, I looked at that and I said, I bet that they did this because the dice introduce so much randomness, but there's still all of these numbers, all these variables. The players all have stats and they have different strengths and weaknesses and they have special abilities that they'll be, you know, if if they're going to fall down, they have a defense against getting pushed down. They'll just get pushed back kind of thing. There are all these things to think about. And so it's really tempting to get into that uh, min-maxing analysis paralysis kind of mindset. And so they yeah. put this timer on there to like, look, the dice are probably going to screw you anyway. Do not spend too much time thinking about this. <laughs> that makes sense. That does make sense. I didn't think about that. Yeah. And I'm like, that. if that's true, and that's all my, you know, just impressions from a couple times playing against bots, um, that seems good. That seems like steering it away from like taking things seriously and getting upset when you lose and just like, Oh, this is stupid and we're having a good time. Yeah. I I, I think that's the only way that's going to make it okay. Is that if nobody there's, there's no like, I mean, there's gotta be a winner is the worst part. Like no one realizes that the winners are always winning from skill per se. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, if we played Madden or something, then sure. (laughs) Right. Right. I, I don't think that that's this. So anyway, we're going to just see. I just brought that up because we'll we may report back in a week or yeah, so about for sure. you know wh- how this this goes for us <laughs> in the whole process. Uh, so another thing was uh, last thing I've got for us is that something. And I know you're you're a Blizzard fan, but you're not really a big Overwatch fan. Um, so last BlizzCon mm-hmm. they had announced Overwatch Two 2019, and that was fall the year. Over a year ago, not right? quite a year ago. Oh, is that right? Yeah, and uh, but it just never it just been... feels like it because 2020 has been going on for four or five years now. Yeah, that's right. Right. We um. So uh, there has been kind of a, a rumor thing. There's been no information about it now. Overwatch two. It's hard to tell, right? They they seem to tell you a lot of stuff at, at BlizzCon, but then they go dark on their games for another year or something, so you never hear much about anything. And they always looked polished enough, like, why don't they launch today type stuff? So it's hard to say, but it feels like you know, Overwatch 2. The thing about Overwatch 2 is that it's kind of based on Overwatch 1 in that they play together. So right, you play, right. like, you know, if I can have Overwatch 1, I'm, I can play Overwatch 2 characters. So they're kind of based, if you think about it, based on the same engine, mm-hmm. right? Um, it's, it's basically, it, Overwatch 2 almost feels like it's an expansion to it yeah right so that that means says feels it feels like it shouldn't be like a full 10-year diablo development sure. cycle on it right um so what had happened recently is that um 
they have unexpectedly delayed overwatch has these um uh, seasons they're seasons for like real players like the esports players right um and it's it's hard to explain overwatch actually you can play with the pros in the game like there's the competition mode that you play in in the game with tiers and ranks and stuff granted you're never going to play with the actual pros because they would kick your butt um but but you you play through it you play a season and they they're also playing a season just at a much higher tier diamond ladder or whatever it is um they and then when it's over you get all your points and you get rewards for the season and all that kind of stuff and then you move on to the next season right right um, right and it, it's on a kind of a scheduled thing especially since this is like a pro esports thing where they have tournaments and dates and things like mm-hmm. that and championships right um so it was just recently released that they are delaying the next season of overwatch okay and without real explanation they've never done that <laughs> um so the and, and and that won't end until um and they've delayed it until i think the, what it says is till after blizzcon in february yeah um, there we we just were looking into this before we started recording they canceled right. the the regularly scheduled gen con in november and or gen con blizzcon um and it's sort of funny to think back on the year and right. you know i mean a year is a year it seems like it should be a long time but when i think about listening to uh the core podcast and them talking about or it might have been the instance them talking about blizzcon um it was just a footnote to them saying like oh they canceled e3 right that was in april yeah. or or whatever like it was this sort of um snowball of like uh ea is not coming to e3 and sony's not coming to e3 and right. now uh you know what and I'm, I'm naming all those companies randomly but like right. big players started pulling out of the convention because they had a lot of people traveling internationally uh particularly yeah. from asian countries china and whatever and they're like yeah we're not going to be there and yeah. then they canceled the whole event people were like oh, what else is going to get canceled? Do you think they'll cancel BlizzCon? And people are like, I don't know. It's too soon to say. That's still, you know, seven months from now or, you know, whatever. Right. And, yeah, I mean, of course, months ago they announced that it was canceled. And so instead they are doing an online event, not at the same time, which is kind of weird because they had a decent amount of infrastructure for online uh, participation we did that last year um when i came down you know and you and i watched it together yeah but of course unlike um all oh, this is true for gen con too but for blizzcon like half of it is their announcements the other half is them doing their like super bowls and world series for a bunch right. of esports uh stuff for starcraft and i mean right. almost every game like Work, uh, World of Warcraft has their their um, arena PvP thing and their dungeon invitation. Right? It's not even. It's just like dungeon, uh, uh, mythic dungeon racing, and yeah. of course, Tears of the Storm, Hearthstone, Starcraft Two, all of those games have their big tournaments. So, um, I don't right. know what that. It's weird. Well, well that, it's well, weird to think is- that you can't do a, a video game tournament remotely right like even when they're in like they're in person they have the big arena it's a whole thing but they're still like 
sitting at rows of tables well, no, with computers. That, they could actually, do that online. That's actually the thing. That's that's actually the the big get here is that um, the the league is still going to the championship will still end September third or has ended, okay whatever right. So I mean it's 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 end when Bledscon would have gone on and it ended, and they're not starting up the next season. They're I waiting see. until I after see. after the next Bledscon. So it must they, be it must be just enough time, which is really. Uh, so I don't know if I completely finished that thought. They're doing an online BlizzCon line or something yeah. like that um, in February instead of right. just doing nothing for a whole like two year cycle. I bet they wished that not last year, but the year before, there had been some excuse for them to not. Well, they could always just not do it. Right. The, right. They don't have to do it every year. And rather than doing it in a year when they have nothing to announce except Diablo on phones would have been a good year to like, hey, we're going to do all our tournaments, but we're not doing a big announcement party because we have nothing to announce. Anyway, yeah, well, they're doing so, so the, they're doing an online event in February. And so from what I hear you saying, there must be not enough time between now and February or not now, but November soon like a couple weeks uh to do a full season and so i assume the rumors are saying they're going to announce overwatch 2 in february yeah that's that's what they're they're doing is that that the way it is hearing is that people are, are saying that it makes sense that they would have you know announced it going into beta in sure. um in in this this fall at at over at blizzcon but um, and that would be the thing is like that, it, you know, we're ending here. We're going to start an overwatch because when they do a beta, then that start doing beta testing and, and keep all of the yeah, all of the pro esports stuff, at least official esports yeah. stuff on hold while they do data beta testing. Well, there's there's it's, it's huge. I mean, it's bigger than what we just it's bigger than a game launch. So this is something that I've been doing some reading on is that. You know, contracts are a thing, and, and it's professional sports. Oh, yeah. It truly yeah. is a professional sport. So, for example, a person gets a contract because they are good at playing tank in Overwatch. They are good at playing yep. Diva or or yep. or their DPS Bastion or whatever. That's what they're good at, right? And they know. How to, so when a meta changes and they put a meta in to do things, players' contracts matter, right? Big money things matter, yep. and agents and how they do and different absolutely. Teams it's they sign it's for. like it's like any. It's like any pro sport. Like in the U.S., we only know of a handful of pro like physical sports, but there's still like motorsports, right? Like even, yeah. even you know, there's NASCAR and the Indy 500 at the top, but there are hundreds of people below that at you know smaller like regional leagues and and things yeah. like that that get sponsors from. This is the exact same thing, except they're getting sponsors from like you know Razor and other like yeah. like gaming tech hardware companies instead of uh yeah. you know like uh companies that make tools or motors yeah, and, or... And, and, and i don't know how different leagues work but i know that in overwatch league there are like there's legit teams meaning like mm -hmm. a city like there's boston there's the boston whatever mm. and it's and they're a team that's centered in boston yeah and and you are an agent that gets hired and recruited to play for boston just like you would play for you know um Dallas Cowboys, right? right? You get you go there, you have a contract, then you're traded over to a different team. You're in, it's there's like a players thing. So when something comes out and says that Sombra, you see a patch note and it says Sombra is her uh, 
bullet damage is down, you know, five points out of a hundred, mm-hmm. you know, that's huge to a person whose contract he is based around Sombra. Absolutely. And now all of a sudden he can't kill in one strike. He has to kill in one and a half strikes. And your all of a sudden your million dollar contract is now in jeopardy. Right. right? So when a thing like a, a whole new game comes in and it's tied together, like you are literally the Overwatch League. There won't be an Overwatch League and an Overwatch 2 League. It's the same league. Right. But mm-hmm. there's new characters and total new changes to characters and such. So when they announce it and they go into a beta, people will, professionals will be able to see it and do it and begin, begin the process, right? right. It's, a, it's a massively multi-million dollar thing to do, not just for a game being launched, but for things. So they would want to launch it at something like a big event. Sure, um, of course. It, even going into beta, not just launch the game, but going into a beta. So delaying a season like this, uh, they could just roll right into it like they would normally do. Just, okay, so season season 24 uh, ended, and now we're going into season 25, and that's just the way it is, and you just, keep, you just roll along. But they paused, and they're making, not going to have a season until this time. It's delayed until after this big date. Mm-hmm. There's only one reason they would do that, is that if a big change is going to happen sometime at that yeah. event. yeah. You know, that, that they have to do all at the same time. So that's a lot of, you know, professional speculation, but it's the same thing that, you know, football play, sports do in the NFL yeah, and it's basketball a, and baseball. You know. There's a there's a whole world there that people don't know. I think we've talked about it a little bit because, like, you know, I used to play Heroes of the Storm a lot, and they, mm-hmm. you know, um, similar to how they do with Overwatch League, but um, not... Well, I don't know. That's a whole conversation about like who drives that sort of esports thing. Like, I think Riot does a lot of their own League of Legends stuff now, but it started with other, you know, more community driven, like not the company itself. Um, but there are all those factors. Like, what's it like to play a game and it's the same game that the pros are playing? And you have this sense of like, Boy, I just play with my buddies. Like, I don't really care about all this stuff. Yeah, I don't, sure, you know, right. if you if you tell me the names of some players, like, I wouldn't know the name of a, you know, of a pro uh, heroes player any more than I would know the name of a of a Manchester footballer. You know, kind of. It's just right. it's just something you're not aware of, and of course, it's not anywhere near the level of football, baseball, or basketball in the United States. Um, but it's still, it still is huge. I don't know about million dollar contracts, but definitely thousands, hundreds of thousands, uh, for some of these top, top tier players. Um, and it drives, it drives the success of a game. Like, you know, certain, certain, uh, activities like, like basketball, like people playing pickup basketball with, their yeah. friends in a in a park or whatever like that would not be what it is if not for pros like um like yeah. michael jordan or um um who's the other guy whose name i'm i'm drawing a blank on um kobe tom tom brady no. <laughs> tom brady um <laughs> you know that that sort of like spectator uh, version of the sport drives participation in the the more casual 
version of the sport. Like it's for a video game, it's big for the longevity and the success of the, of that video game. Right. Um, and when you earlier when I was talking about patch notes, things to to relate it to to things like this is that if you're playing basketball and they said, okay, well, we have seen that there has been too many three point shots in a season from our three point point guards. We're going to move the three point arc back four feet or or we say two feet, right? Like that messes with people whose careers are point guards and shoot three pointers who naturally have, gained a muscle memory from shooting sure at a certain spot. yeah i mean it's it's the same right? thing that happens in in i mean i can't speak to all sports but i the only one that i've watched at all is american football and they changed the extra point after uh um a touchdown a year or two ago and like that was a big yeah. deal you're like oh this used to be a guaranteed thing now there's a chance they could miss and if there's a better chance they could miss maybe they'll do this and you know they'll run the extra point uh, or you know the two yeah. point conversion more often and and so, you know right. as we would say in the video games uh, uh, space the meta changes um, yeah it and, just and, and in, that's in video games right? it all happens more uh, more often it's, it's it does and, I mean if you think about it the, the, it affects people like let's say you're a, a quarterback and you're a, a rushing quarterback what they used to have you know, yeah, yeah. back in the 2000s you're you know you come up and you were in high school and you're really good on your feet and that's what you start getting recruited for in a college and then you improve it even more and they, they, you make it your thing and you start doing all your training on moving and, and dodging as well as throwing but it's also that's your thing and then they change the rules to where you know it's not advantageous for runners to have anymore and all of a sudden right now you've spent a career trying to get to a point and it was valid last year so this this meta change of sports is really big, but it's also really it's also really big for professional esports. And then we get to you know do things like when is our favorite game going to come out and casually be able to play it and make those kind of speculations based on that stuff. But it's funny. I thought it was really interesting that how a an esports thing how important that is to them. We can actually glean you know glean some information from that yeah. kind yeah. of stuff some speculation who knows it, it may not be anything but it's uh it's interesting nonetheless and especially someone like me who loves overwatch so i'll i'll tell you what i'm looking forward to in february finally being able to play diablo on my phone <laughs> like you, you, <laughs> if, if it's still a thing if it's still around if they don't it, it, it'd be a shame if they put like five years of development to that game and, and, never, and, and polish into and and just like drop i don't i don't think they will they're just I, they're doing the blizzard thing they're polishing it I polish. I wonder, do you, is that, so I can't remember before we end here, just last question about Blizzard thing. Do you remember if, is it Diablo Infinite? What was, how was Immortal. it? Immortal. Immortal. Um, was that supposed to be a free to play game with like loot boxes or was it a paid game? Do you, do you remember? You know, I don't, I don't know that they said. Oh, okay. I right, don't I mean, know. Phone I don't know how you would make, well, I mean, Diablo's whole game is a, it's a loot box, not boxes, oh, yeah. but it's like the loot bosses box, are, are loot. It's a loot game. I you can know. only get one legendary a day unless you buy loot boxes. Yeah, passes. I don't know how you put loot boxes <laughs> in a loot game. That's weird. Who knows? Hundred percent. I don't think right. I don't think they talked about monetization at all, which is probably good for how how poorly that game was received two years ago. Yeah, for sure. All right, we'll we'll find out more of it. Okay, yeah. man. I think we got it this week. We yeah. we went all spooky for our Halloween. Yep, yep, and, and we're. We're done with the with the scary movies for now. Done with the scary yeah. stuff. 
All right. You've been listening to The Front Porch. This is episode 166. Thanks, as always, to our friends at Geek Scholars Movie News and LRM Online. Uh, if you like Star Trek or role-playing or D&D kind of podcast, but with a more Star Trek feel, you can check out our other show. It is called Klingons and Dragons. That's at KlingonsandDragons.com. It's not safe for work. Nope. If you have suggestions for what you think we should have watched instead of 1978 Halloween, uh, you can reach out to us via email. That address is frontporchpod at gmail.com. Or go to our website, that is frontporchpodcast.com. There are contact forms there. You can fill them out. Uh, let yeah. us know. Uh, if you enjoy the show, please consider subscribing on Spotify, Overcast, Apple Podcasts, wherever podcasts found. Thanks so much for listening. And until next time, I'm Dennis. And I'm Michael. For The Front Porch. Night, everybody. See you next time.